for my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. You don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to episode 316 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Hans Burkhardt. And I'm your host, Will Witten. And buddy, we knew this day was coming. We knew the short days were coming. The days when there wasn't a bad batch. When uh, there's not a whole lot of news. I'm, I'm really wondering what we're going to do. I'm just, we're just going to sort of fly by the seat of our pants on this one, buddy. The Star Wars news desert has yes. arrived. Yes. You know, we've talked about it. We really kind of just got to get through this year. And then That's right. things will pick up quite a bit. And, hey, most importantly, it's Star Wars Visions Month. So what, in is, like, that? what is that? The, the anime anthology. Oh, 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 oh. That comes out this month? Yeah. And That's sooner than I thought. Like three weeks. Oh my goodness. Then the desert won't be that long. No. I mean, we'll have that for a week to talk about, unless we decide to get silly with it and talk about one short <laughs> per week. week or something, which I... I, I don't tempt me. Yeah, well, I don't know that I have. <laughs> I don't know that I can do that. I'm too excited. Too excited to not talk about it all. So we got that to look forward to. Um, and then, of course, my boy Boba, he's just around the corner. So mm. things will really pick up. I'm excited to see what they do with that because I feel like Tamora Morrison is a very talented actor. Yeah, man. Uh, and I'm excited. Like, it's going to be good things, I think. I'm real stoked for that dude. You know, like coming back, like he gets to play, he plays Django. <clears throat> and then. Uh, you know, the clones and stuff in the prequels, and mm -hmm. then he gets to come back and he gets his own series, and everybody's... Well, it's funny, in the gallery interview, he says, you know, it's it's wonderful to be coming back and playing the son of Django, and uh, he, like you realize, that's how he approaches it. You know, he doesn't realize that Boba Fett's really the original badass. Oh, I'm Django. sure he does, but from his point of view, you know, right. 
his right. his yeah his entry way into Star Wars was playing Django. It is and it's interesting to see him approach it that way, right? Because of right. that. Um, and then you know, I know like after Mandalorian season two, there was sort of this. I don't know. It felt like a communal shift on opinion on Boba Fett for several years there. If I saw someone bring up Boba Fett, it was a lot of times to talk about how lame he was, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then they bring or him how back. Overrated he was. But yeah. I think that's because he was initially received as so badass. Um, he had nowhere to go. But well, yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of like the pendulum swinging each way because like, he comes out and you know, there's the whole mail away figure thing and it not having the actual rocket launch uh, thing, the mystique of the character. And then, you know, in the nineties, peace and love, they probably went a little too hard on Boba Fett. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just one of those things. And, and so it was kind of nice to see people be like, man, Boba Fett's awesome. And obviously I think the way they handled him in Mandalorian season two helped with that, you know, like how he was immediately like, Hey, you give me that armor and I will, I'll help you get back that kid. I'll help you protect that kid. So you, you put Boba Fett willing to, uh, protect little Grogu. And I think that definitely helps people's change people's opinion about him. So I think they took the right approach. Um, but before we get into everything this week and by everything, I mean, not a whole lot. Uh, we have some important business to talk about this week. And I'm not talking Patreon. You guys know all about that. I'm not talking any of our social medias that you can follow us on. I'm talking one of our good friends, Emily Lind, of the Canto Bite Dispatch. Um, she could use our help. So, uh, what happened was Emily's apartment flooded because of the fucking oh, hurricane. No. Yeah, buddy. Because of Ida. And thankfully she's okay. But extensive losses and damage to her apartment. So um, her co-host Brittany and Steel of Steel Wars um, have set up a GoFundMe to help Emily out. So what I want you guys to do, look in the show notes for this episode. And there'll be a link to that GoFundMe if you guys can spare any extra cash to help our good friend and Emily out. You can find the link there. It'll also be on my social media. I've retweeted it several times. You can look on Brittany's social media steals just about everybody's social media. You should be able to find it. So if you guys can help, please help Emily out because I know what it's like to have all your shit fucked up in a disaster like this. So it's real messed up. It is real messed up. So uh, Sorry, I'm real stoked that she's okay, but she could definitely use yeah. the help. And uh, just thought I would get the <clears throat> message out there a little more. I'm actually going to post this episode a little earlier than usual, so uh, you know you guys can hear it and help out. So that's the business this week. Important business. <laughs> Important business. So, buddy, uh, how has your week been? It's been crazy, but. Uh... I'm just glad that I'm able to sit here with you now because having uh, having some time at it, the the little girl's been waking up every night yeah. you know, for the past week straight, which is weird because she was sleeping all night and then all of a sudden 
last time when we recorded, I got off and I got my things together. I was going to record my episode of Cooking with Chef Will, and I get about a minute in, and she starts screaming. And I'm like, oh. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, and then, you know. Uh, I mean, luckily enough, she was asleep, and I got to play Halo with you guys. That, yeah, uh, I gotta say, uh, you've you the last two or three weekends, you've had um, a few solid couple hours to play Halo with us, and I yeah. was I was like, wow, the kids must be sleeping through the night. Yeah, uh, when she woke up after Saturday night, she did not. She had woken up earlier, and I put her back down. And uh, Saturday night, she woke up after after ah. we were done. I gotcha. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I I don't really have much to report on this week. Like, not a whole lot going on. Work, 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 work. Yeah. Um, and not a lot of Star Wars news. Man, I was, fuck, every day I was just like, come on, just one real good story, man. Just one real good something for me and will to talk about that's all i need just yeah. one thing let me spin a yarn for about 20 30 minutes then i we'll... will tell you i did get a chance to watch the luke skywalker season <laughs> two finale of the gallery excellent what did you think i was really impressed like i was just really impressed with i guess i say this sometimes too much but the reverence you know everyone involved took when undertaking the the monumental task to bring Luke Skywalker back in that form appro- you know appropriate if you're going to do it do it right right like right. and that's how all everybody approached they were like what is the best way we can try to do this you know we've got <laughs> these different tools and it's like let's do it all and come up with maybe the best of everything and that's exactly what they did i feel like uh so it's yeah. very impressive to see how they thought even thought about it and brought it together you know, the involvement of Mark Hamill, uh, just, I guess, impressed. Uh, and, and the cutting-edge technology that they employed to accomplish a lot of that. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, I I think the scene, for me, the scene and the context of the scene and everything, it's pretty pitch perfect. Does the de-aged Luke look perfect? No. No. There's still some work to be done on that. But yeah. did, like it, a, um, did it get the job done? I think absolutely. Yeah, it knocked it out of the park. There's a, um, I don't know, it's a numbness. And I don't know, in it, it's only in like one or two parts. When you watch the whole scene, it's only one or two parts that really stick out. But there's like, um, I don't know, or the way the nose or upper lip move that in one, when he says something. Yeah. Um, you know, I will be interested because, you know, they kind of go... They show the guy who worked on the deep fake version, yeah, and and how you know they decided to go right. with the uh, sort of de aging version. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be interested to see because you know they they hired a guy who was doing deep fake stuff on YouTube and who in fact went back and did a deep fake version of that scene. They Lucasfilm hired him, right. So I, mean, I will be interested to see. Out there. Yeah, I'd be interested to see how it go. Like the next time they do something like that. You brought it up last week, and I think it was last week when we talked about it a little bit. But like the possibility of young Harrison Ford Han Solo, uh, like CGI represented. Do you think that'll happen? I, I can't imagine 
a world where they don't consider doing it some at, at some point because you know i've i've definitely heard people be like oh it's it's a little weird looking oh it's just nostalgia etc cetera, etc cetera, about the luke thing but i do feel like the general consensus was people were pretty stoked on it right and it right. seemed like it got like a pretty good massive response and i can't see the response to that not making them want to do it again i think luke showing up again at some point is probably a foregone conclusion i think he it it will just happen now <clears throat> will han solo have i just can't see them being able to help themselves like i i absolutely do <laughs> i think and like like i it, there's just several instances where i could see it in happening and i you know i don't know i mean I definitely see a point at which we could get, you know, an entire episode with a de-aged or deep-faked younger version of one of these characters. But I still think that's a little further away. Like, I think, you know, it'll still be for surprise moments, short moments, type situations like, yeah, like what they did with Luke, you know? Right. And I think, you know, less is more right now. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. Um, and John Favreau is right. I mean, we're not there yet, but uh, inevitably the day will come when you won't be able to tell the difference oh, between yeah. what's graphically rendered and what's the real thing, you know, and, you know, and that, that day is probably, yeah, I was about to say that day is probably sooner rather than later, right? right. I feel like, you know, he's correct that we need to develop some sort of authentication and yeah. verification process for what is actual recorded image and what is, you know, produced, altered. Yeah, I think uh, I, you know, I brought it up last week. I was very surprised about how much time they spent on that sort of part of it all, like. John Favreau talking about the ethics of it and, you know, how could you verify and, and things like that. You know, I just, I don't see them getting uh, that response and not going back to that. Well, you know, I just, and like I said last week, I know I'm retreading ground here, but from behind the scene pictures of the new Indiana Jones movie, it looks like they're doing some de-aging stuff on Harrison Ford for at least part of it. I don't think it'll be the whole movie. It's like what you just said. I don't think they can help themselves. Yeah. And, you know, if if they can get Harrison on board like they did Mark and have him come back and um and do I mean, a I feel like that's the that's the spice on the end. Like I feel like they don't need him. Does that make sense like like I think they brought Mark Hamill back, you know, for the royalty of it, because he didn't have the dots on his face or anything. Like, right, but and so you know, I the think CGI on the body double, like, right, but you know, I think, I think they would at least attempt to do the same thing with Harrison, you know, yeah. for the same reasons now. Again, great press looks great, makes a great gallery episode. You yeah, know, and if Harrison Ford declined, like it, like it seems like they have the capability to do it. 
Well, you know, it, all they would need was his sign off on, you know. Yeah, that's the, the thing. To use his likeness. Right. If if he declines, then it it then it becomes a lot trickier. Like mm. if Harrison Ford's like, no, I I don't want to do that, then you really get into an ethics thing, especially with like the voice synthesization. You know, mm-hmm. you know, uh, there's always the possibility like that if they want to do. Uh, Han in between uh, Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens, I guess they could get Alden Ehrenreich. I mean, I, I you know, no hate to the I'd dude. I'd love to see him take another shot at it. I would I love to. I, first time. Yeah, I would love to see him play Han again, too. I thought he did a really good job. I just feel like it would probably be more suited to pre A New Hope as a book. Now, that, now listen, hear me out. Like, I just feel like there's still unmined ground with a Han, you know, yeah, with the solo, that whole attempt, you know what I mean? The, that yeah. era of Han Solo and Chewbacca. So, okay, it seems pretty likely, or at least pretty possible, that we're going to get some sort of flashback stuff in the book of Boba Fett. You think so? And you think Han will be in there? Well. I don't, I don't, the only thing I think is a given for flashback stuff in Book of Boba Fett would be him escaping the Sarlacc. Right. That's the only thing I could sit down and say, like, that's gonna, I, like, with any degree of certainty, be like, that's gonna happen. Now, <clears throat> if we get multiple flashbacks, if we get sort of a, an overview of the history of Boba Fett leading up to, you know, quote unquote, present day post Mandalorian season two stuff. Could we see a flashback where a younger Boba Fett runs into a younger Han Solo? And then you bring Alden Ehrenreich back in that situation. That could be pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Post return of the Jedi. I don't know why it's just the thing in my, I got this mental block thing where I don't, really see Alden playing Han post-Return of the Jedi. Would love to be proven wrong. Not saying I hate the idea, it just doesn't... Something, I, like, my weird ha, my, my weird brain has split. Like, okay, this is, this is who plays Harrison, or who plays Han, pre-A New Hope, and then everything A New Hope onward is Harrison Ford, right? You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I have this weird disconnect or this weird separation of my brain. So, like, if they did a flashback pre A New Hope and maybe you see Han and Boba Fett's first encounter or their mm-hmm. first time button heads against each other or something, absolutely, I say bring Alden in. Uh, Post-Return of the Jedi, I would probably prefer them do the the smoke and mirrors digital magic and de-age or deep fake a younger oh, of course. Harrison Ford. That's that's just kind of where I'm sitting with it right now. Because post Return of the Jedi, Harrison Ford, the, like what movies do they have to draw from? Like all of the Indiana Jones movies, right? I mean the amount. I mean not just those. They have so many. That's what I'm saying. And like all of like uh, the Jack Ryan movies he did. Didn't he do like several of those? Yeah. Yeah, I would say that's, you know, that's a 
that's a little later, more post return of the Jedi. That's what I'm saying, though. But yeah. like, depending on how far it's set, that's true. Within those time frames, you know, you have Harrison Ford aged over decades, especially when he was very popular. There's a lot of film, you know. <clears throat> so, this conversation actually leads into one of the few things from this week that uh, I figured we could talk about, and that's a little bit of a rumor about the book of Boba Fett that Star Wars Newsnet uh, posted this week. Actually, I think they posted it today, in fact. Um, and it's not... Look, I, I wouldn't... I wouldn't be talking about this if I felt like this was super sensitive spoiler material. So I don't want anybody listening feeling like I'm going to be like, oh, Boba Fett dies, or, you know, or Omega shows up. It's nothing major... But they they have heard some stuff, you know, for instance, uh, they heard that the Book of Boba Fett is going to be a revenge story. Hmm. And it's going to deal with Boba Fett sort of cleaning house and, and getting revenge against people uh, that have wronged him. And the other thing they heard is that he's going to have yet another new look or set of armor like even further past yeah progress it progress it even further past you know the resprayed armor that we saw in mandalorian right. season two because in his mind he's like this is just cleaned up combat armor i, I need to take it to the next level let me well, put my stamp on you know what i was kind of wondering so we'll 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 cover the armor part first the difference between Jang, I mean, obviously, besides color scheme, the difference between Django's armor and Boba's armor are the leg armor pieces. You know, Boba doesn't wear any armor on his legs, like his his upper legs. Django does, right? I wonder if maybe they could incorporate that. Like, could we would... see him <clears throat> maybe lose? Now, I it will maybe bum me out a little bit because I love the look of Boba with the new repainted armor and the black robes underneath it. Mm -hmm. I think that's such a cool look. But would we potentially see him ditch that, go back to like the the coveralls or flight suit or whatever the fuck that is under his armor, you know, mm -hmm. sort of classically, and maybe even incorporate the leg armor pieces that Django had in his armor. Like could we be looking at I something like that. I'll tell you what I think it is, and, and this may sound stupid. You can shoot this down if you want, but I, I think that Tamora Morrison's physicality, his body makeup, is broader and stockier, I mean more muscular really, than the lanky original Boba Fett. Oh, yeah, so for sure. The armor fits differently, and I think you know aesthetically he could benefit from a switch-up of the armor, like just so that it's more complementary of his build. You know what I mean? Like... It'll beef out a little bit, but like it'll be Boba Fett. You know, it's an older Boba Fett. You know, he's still strong and it's just, I don't know, to yeah. accommodate his physique. I think, I mean, I, I think that's, yeah, I think. And, and once again, you know, like, since. I feel like Tamora Morrison's going to spend a lot of time in the suit, maybe even without the helmet. And he um, doesn't have the same, I don't know, uh, uh, what is it? Ideology that Din Djarin has at the moment? Well, it, well, you know, it seems like most people that don the Mandalorian armor don't. Obviously, Bo-Katan and 
um, what was it? Axe Woves and Casca Reeves, the other mm-hmm. two Mandalorians that with her, that were with Bo Katan. Like, they don't subscribe to that. That seems to be like a solely Death Watch thing, right? Well, it's like it's like for everybody else, and this makes sense because you know you're watching actors portray stuff. They really only wear the helmet for business. You know, when it gets when it's business time, you mm-hmm. know, when it's go time. That's when they're wearing the helmet. And well, that makes sense. You know, and it, and it also definitely helped with the character of Din Djarin when you cast a guy like such an in-demand guy as Pedro Pascal, who isn't solely working on the Mandalorian. He's got a lot of other irons in the fire. Then you don't have to have him on set every day in the armor. Exactly. You know? So exactly. It, it worked out from that standpoint, too. But I think you're right. I think we'll see a helmetless... Boba Fett quite a bit more. Um, yeah. If I had to guess, it'll be armor, no helmet, and then you know, full, full on with the helmet. Yeah. <clears throat> but, um. So you know, our buddy Steel. To this day, I still say he's the first one who I saw posit the theory of the reason they had Boba repaint his armor is because they want it to be much more easily identifiable to like the more casual crowd what era of Star Wars you're looking at if the Book of Boba Fett's going to do flashbacks, right? Mm -hmm. So if you have new armor Boba Fett, you know your present day. If you have classic sort of Empire Strikes Back look, then you know your original trilogy or before era, right? And my question is if we are going to get flashbacks uh, or even just a flashback, like um, Chris Fresh brought this up to me when we were talking one day. Like, who's going to be Boba in the armor then? Because, like mm-hmm. you said, like <clears throat> uh, Tamora's a, a beefier dude now. So, I think honestly, the simplest answer to that question is probably one of the stunt guys from The Mandalorian that were in the Den sure, Yeah, I think that works just fine. And then, of course, you have Tamora do the voice. So, um, now back to the whole idea of it being like a revenge story. That raises the question of like who all could Boba? I mean, obviously, you can imagine a lot of people that Boba would want revenge against, and I would think Han Solo would be one of them. Like, getting back to the whole Han Solo thing, right? Han Solo and Lando Calrissian. Yeah, I would say more Han than anybody. Maybe, well, honestly, if oh. you want to know who I think... Like, what did Han do, really? Um, he was blind and he shot his, his thing in the back. He right? accidentally he hit his, him in the... Hit his... Um, with a Jetpack with that stick or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, you know, you were, you're right, honestly. The whole idea of, of Han and, and Boba having this... He was blind. ...long-running rivalry is an EU thing that we don't necessarily have to consider as being brought over. Yeah. Until we see it being brought over, then right. it doesn't necessarily... So you're right, but I just really want them to do... I just really want... Like, I want to see Han show up in the book of Boba Fett because... That's my running. Probably not going to happen, but if it does happen, 
then I can peacock around the podcast and be like, I called that shit. Remember when I, I called? See what I knew? I, look, I'm no Tom Chansky when it comes to calling things in Star Wars, but I 100% called that Ahsoka would be who told us Baby Yoda's name. That she would commune with Baby Yoda from the Force and she'd be like, hey, this dude's name is this. Cause Adamus. I called that. Called it. So you did. I mean, we 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 talked about Luke potentially being. You know, who else would you get? Who else? Where else would the kid go? You know, like. I mean, yeah, but I, I mean, we didn't know Luke was coming. I like, feel it was like still a shock, but I feel like we talked about that. We definitely it talked about it, but I also feel like we talked about it, and pretty much every other Star Wars podcast talked about it, and in the same breath of talking about it, we're also like. And he said there was no way. Yeah, but there's no way they're going to do that. So I don't really feel like taking credit for that one because it just didn't seem possible. And and I feel like, of course, like, where does your mind go? Like, oh, they're going to try and drop this kid off with a Jedi and Ahsoka has already turned down the role. Like the, the possibilities become much smaller at that point. Right. So, um, but going back to the whole idea of the revenge thing, like who does Boba probably have the biggest problem with in history? I would say Mace Windu, right? Mace. Yeah, beheaded is yeah, beheaded his dad. In front and of and they sort of covered this whole idea of Boba trying to get um, revenge against Mace in the Clone Wars, and then obviously until. Samuel L. Jackson pulls the right of amount of magic strings. Mace is is not around anymore. So that takes him off the table. So like, are they going to establish some sort of, is that how they bring like the Empire Strikes Back bounty hunters into the story? Is he going to be like, are we going to find out that he's got like this long running rivalry against Bosk and Dengar and so on and so forth? That could be the case. I'm always down to see those jokers. If um, any of those dudes crossed Boba Fett and he let it go, he ain't. We don't let it go no more. Yeah, he ain't letting I that mean, shit go to, no more. He had to uh, scrape a second chance at life out of the guts of a sarlacc. Like he's pissed. Yeah, and then you, you know, obviously, I think this is this is another prediction of mine, but I don't even think it's like that much of a stretch i think it's kind of one of those things that just makes sense but i get the feeling that because when we see boba in mandalorian season two he's wearing the robes he's got the gaffy stick and the long rifle and stuff i feel like he's probably nursed back to health by the tuscan raiders like i don't think they necessarily save him but i think once he gets out of the Sarlacc, they are who find him and nurse him back to health. It's certainly implied. Seems like it, unless he's just been going around killing Tuscans and taking their shit. I don't know. Yeah. Um. That's just the feeling I get. I, I, that's what the the accessories <laughs> that Boba has in Mandalorian season two lead me to believe. Yeah. But yeah, I don't. I don't know who else. My I just thought about this. The fact Mm-mm. that he painted it, you know, showed like a possession, how important it is to him. 
I mean, the very fact that he was tracking it down, you know, shows that it was important to him. But it, you know, well, that armor it's means dad a armor. lot. To him, yeah, obviously. <clears throat> um. So, uh, the only other thing, and I, I was trying to track down the source of this, and I couldn't really find it. But I don't know. Maybe it's just been sort of a, a debate in Star Wars social media. But this idea or this notion that, uh season three of the Mandalorian is going to be the last season. Um, and that even though it's the last season, the story will continue. And, you know, obviously we've got Ahsoka coming up, which is going to be a sort of a, a tie in slash spinoff. Maybe Rangers of the new Republic. If anything ever comes of that, <coughs> um, and then, you know, in the, the investor's presentation from last year, Kathleen Kennedy said that the Mandalorian series, all the series connected to the Mandalorian, will culminate in one big event, right? Mm-hmm. And then this, the other thing I saw sort of floating around is that maybe the series will quote-unquote end after the third season and then change into something else where... It'll still be the same characters and a continuation of the story, but maybe a name change, which I thought was interesting, and I don't really know what the implications behind that could be. Mandalore? That's what I... Good call, Will. That's what I've seen people tossing around, is that maybe they'll change the name to Mandalore, which is cool, and I guess would... Indicate. I guess it doesn't necessarily have to be Din Djarin, but if Din Djarin continues to be the the main character of the series, you'd have to assume that I guess he becomes Mandalore. I mean, the presence of the spear, right? That's the dark the, saber. Oh yeah, the dark saber. The presence of the dark saber, and you know, it's it's whole right in the culture of trial by combat. Um, implies because I mean, it's currently his right like mm-hmm. but he doesn't want it you know but like, he doesn't want I mean the reluctant king mm-hmm. I mean come on you know yeah, I mean that's a pretty that is a pretty common trope right yeah that Aragorn whole thing makes me a little nervous be the king until he had to be right the whole thing makes me a little nervous and that's because Why I really does that make you nervous I really like the character of Bo-Katan. I really like the character of Din Djarin. And the last thing I want is the two of them butting heads over who's going to lead Mandalore when Din doesn't really even want that job. I mean, well, it also I mean, opens up to a lot of interesting possibilities in the story. Well, that's also, yeah, I was going to say his character growth. You know, yeah. that's, you know, he's almost a blank slate, you know, and the child humanized him. Quite a bit. So really, there's no there's no telling where he's going to go from here. And then yeah. the uh, Grogu is a giant question mark because where where does Grogu show up again? Where oh, and I think why? Let him go for a minute. I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's like you know until season... Grogu can speak and you decide what his voice is going to be like. You know, I because it's cute to bring him back. Of course, I I would love you know. You could do a Baby Yoda Chronicles, you know that would that would be cool with me, but you know a Grogu Chronicles, but like 
I just don't think it'll happen, you know. Well, see, this is the thing. <clears throat> you, They absolutely are bringing him back. Now, I'm not saying, you know, first episode of season three, they're like, oh, shit, Grogu's back. You know, I think you draw it out. So when he does come back, it's a big moment. I'm not even saying it happens in season three. But if, somewhere if down season... the road. Go ahead. I was just going to say it. Somewhere down the road, Din and Grogu get reunited. Because I know the whole like meme, the ha ha ha, I'm funny edgelord joke to make is that Grogu dies in the whole destruction of Luke's Jedi Academy. Mm-hmm. You know, that makes no sense. That to is introduce uh, the one species of Yoda, you know, Yoda species in the entire galaxy, as far as we know. You know, if you ever want to continue Star Wars forward, you know. Well, and not just that. Like, it makes no sense to introduce what could easily be argued to be one of, if not the most popular new characters in the Disney era of Star Wars just mm-hmm. to have them killed off screen. Yeah. During the destruction of Luke's temple, right? there is no way that's that's how Grogu's story goes so the question to me is how do you bring him back what what leads to them being reunited or running into each other again and I don't know the answer to that question and I can't even think of what it would be like I don't know if I don't know whatever goes on on Mandalore ropes Luke into it and he brings Grogu along or what something happens something age him if you progress Grogu's age enough for him to speak but like as a child like you know like a like a I don't know four-year-old four or Mm five-year-old you know you just have that voice talent yeah and this is the thing like we know how long that species lives so if you want to do a Star Wars movie set 200, 300, 400, 500 years post episode 9, there's no reason you couldn't have a adult or even old Grogu show up in the And story. that's halfway of potential lifespan. So like there's no reason you couldn't do that like yeah yeah, you're. We're talking. We're talking potentially adolescent Yoda, in the next in Star Wars. You know, Episode Ten, right? That yeah. We're talking like because maybe nine, ten year old Yoda. You just know. like Ahsoka, right? Like the whole question of, well, if Ahsoka survives Order sixty six, then where is she during the original trilogy? That was always a question. Mm-hmm. And we found out that, you know, there's some world between world stuff going on. And then you have to assume after she escaped from there, she was stuck on, was it Malachor or whatever for a little while, yeah. figuring a way off of there. Okay, fine. It's not like the most detailed explanation, but it's an explanation. Now you run into that problem with Grogu. Where was Grogu during the sequel trilogy? And you're going to have to explain that eventually. Um, I don't need the explanation now. Take your time with it. Come up with something really cool. But there has to be an explanation there. And 
I'll be interested to see what that is when the He's time comes. In carbonite. He's in a, in a tiny little block of carbonite. <clears throat> That's brutal. That's brutal right there. So yeah, buddy, that does it. Like I said, not a lot. <clears throat> Someone almost got me. Someone almost got me to scream, but I steeled my nerves. Like a tough boy, like a real tough boy, like a real tough, rootin' tootin' tough man, and I didn't scream. And someone's real disappointed about it, too. I see the look of disappointment in her face. Hey, everybody, uh, on Saturday, December 4th, hit the love of my life up. Jesse, it's her birthday. Tell her happy birthday. I said December, uh, September. Sorry. <clears throat> She just talked to me <laughs> like you I did, was an idiot. You did say the wrong word. I did say the wrong word, but you know my, I try to think, but nothing happens. September, this, why would I be saying set, three months from now? Make it make sense. Two days from when we're recording right now, September 4th is Jesse's birthday. Tell her happy birthday. Oh, oh, happy birthday. Oh, I oh. guess she gave me the old. She gave me the. You should have seen the look in her eyes. Well, you got hit with the. You don't know my birthday. She knows better. She knows better, but I don't know, man. That's not how wives work. When you put your foot in your mouth, <laughs> there are consequences. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and you know me, buddy. I constantly got a foot in my mouth about something. Yeah, I know the feeling. Um. All right. So, do you want to do voicemails and stuff, and emails? We'll move on to that, where I'm sure I'll fuck something up. Well, that just means you're human. Um. Yeah. That's a good thing to be. I'd rather be like a Trandoshan, like a Bosk. You wanna be a lizard man? Yeah, man. Being a lizard man would be fucking sick cut my leg off it just grow back you know what i mean uh, i mean do we know that they have that power yes we do we do because in the high republic there's a jedi master named skier who gets one of his arms cut off and uh they talk about how it'll take a little while but it'll grow back i don't i don't know if this is e this is probably eu but uh there used to be a jedi powder called morichoro I think, which was like a healing, a meditative sleep where you could regenerate yourself. Uh, well, in the EU, there's also a Jedi power called uh, Hujo Dumpo, where you meditate <laughs> and you take big poops. Oh, Hujo Dumpo, really? Yep. Are you pulling my leg? Nope. It's, nope. It's I believe ghost, I believe that or... was um, Michael Stackpole who came up with that in one of the books, Hujo Dumpo. And like they would, they would go to the, now it's not called a toilet, it's called a refresher. Okay. They would go to the refresher and they'd be like, Oh, the three seashells. I had too, <laughs> I had too much, too many of them big slim gems that Luke had in his lunchbox on Dagobah. Oh, the choco sticks. My, oh, my tummy hurts. And then he'd be like, they would be a home, home, become one with the force. And then they would channel the power of Hugo Dumpo. Huge Joe Dumbo. Uh, we we need to do voicemails. We gotta 
We got to pull the eject. Uh, <laughs> I remember that uh, Ahsoka's light style, lightsaber style would be Sheen, maybe? And Anakin's was Vapod, as well as Mace Windu's. You know, my favorite, um, my favorite lightsaber style was Vibrato. Which was yeah, which was when they just used giant dildos for lightsabers instead of actual lightsabers. That was my favorite from the EU. <laughs> and you know what's funny? I could throw in the fact, like if if someone didn't know better, I could throw in the fact that in one of the EU books they cloned Luke, and they just named him Luke with one extra Q oh, in the name. No. And people would be like, wow, there's three things that Hall's made up. Huge Dumpo, the vibrato, lightsaber style, and a clone of Luke Skywalker called L-U-U-K. I, uh, I read a Star Wars book that had a crazy son of the Emperor that had a third oh, eye oh. triclops. Are you talking about the Glove of Darth Vader series? And the Glove yeah. of Darth Vader was immortal. Like, it, it survived the explosion of Death Star because it couldn't be destroyed. It was immortal. Yeah. There, that glove there, was, there was, I think, six books, five or six books in that series. And you would the have thought... ended up having toys, Star Wars toys, in the Star Wars yes, universe. Yes, I believe his name was Ken. It broke the fourth wall for me. That one, he, like, it was too much. It pushed the edge. But when I was a kid, right, and I went into the bookstore and I saw the glove of Darth Vader, it had illustrations in it and shit, and it oh, took dude. place after Return of the Jedi, you would have thought I just discovered the Dead Sea Scrolls and the secret to the human instrumentality project. How that, did I not know about this? You would have thought I just found... A, a pristine copy of Amazing Fantasy 15 just sitting on the store for uh, on the store shelf for cover price. Dude, that's how excited art I was for those books. Was tight as fuck. Pretty decent. Way. Pretty decent. I I drew them. You know, I would use them as a model and I would recreate the book cover. You know, I'd draw it. Nice. I did not have those type of skills, but I loved those books. Back in the day, you know. All right, let's uh, let's jump into voicemails. Kia D, Kia D, Kia D, Cockhead, the only Jedi master who can crash box. Kia D, Cockhead, running around slaying bitches with his cockhead. He's a big Syrian stud. He loves to split chicks with his pud. Kia D, Cockhead. Stroke his cone and suck on his balls, Kitty Cockhead. What you gonna do when he comes on you now? He's a Jedi Council stooge, but he'll be plumping spooge tomorrow, Cockhead. Ruhurt, Cockhead. Harsberger, Cockhead. Will Witt, Cockhead. Goose Paint, Cockhead. G Money, Cockhead. King Tom, Cockhead. Joe. All right, uh, first up, we've got a voicemail from Josh. Let's hear what he has to say. Hello there, Hawes and Will. This is Josh Wright. Um, I hope you guys are doing well. Oh, my goodness. I am fucking up all over the place. I was about to say, I can't hear that. 
Okay, I'm going to fix it. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right. From Josh Wright. Hello there, Haas and Will. This is Josh Wright. Um, I hope you guys are doing well. I'm enjoying the podcast as always. Uh, first, before I go any further, a little heads up. Uh, there's some construction going on at my house currently. So if you hear any loud banging in the background, that's what it is. I don't want anyone to get startled. Um, so um, that said, I, remember that. Um, I have a question for you guys. Um, there was a fan theory I encountered recently in a Facebook group, and I wanted to ask you guys what your opinion Uh-oh. about it was. Um, the theory involves everybody's favorite Mandalorian. That's right, Corky, the uh, nephew of Satine and Bo-Katan. Or at least that's what we're told in the Clone Wars. So the fan theory is that Corky is not actually Satine's nephew, but actually Satine's son by way of none other than Obi-Wan Kenobi. And um, according to this theory, Corky was conceived uh, during Obi-Wan's time with uh, Satine um, when he was a young Jedi. And that I guess then... um, in order to avoid scandal, Corky was passed off as a nephew or something like that. Um, <clears throat> so have you guys heard this one before? Um, what are your thoughts on it about, uh, about how likely you think it maybe is to be true? Um, what you think the kind of canon implications for this would be? I mean, could we see, could we see Corky pop up searching for his father in Obi-Wan Kenobi? Maybe that's what the whole show's about. I, I don't know. That'd be... That'd be that'd be something, wouldn't it? Um, anyway, so um, <clears throat> interested to know what you guys think, and um, hope you guys are doing well. Keep up the good work. May the force be with you. Okay, so I I've definitely run across this theory, and even if it wasn't with this specific character, I've seen you know the whole theory of um. Obi-Wan and Satine having <gasps> some sort of secret unknown child. That, I like that aspect of it. So I actually like the idea that Obi-Wan might have fathered an illegitimate child that he did not know about, that he was not aware of. You know, when I I saw and I don't even remember people tying it back to that character necessarily. His name can't be Corky Kenobi. Fuck I mean Corky that just Kenobi. can't happen. Like <laughs> that can't happen. So, you know, back back post The Force Awakens, there was a big, you know, a fairly large group of people who were on the Ray as a Kenobi train. And I was I was almost convinced myself. And, you know, a popular component of that would would have been that uh, Obi-Wan had a kid with Satine at some point and then that kid somewhere down the line led to Ray right not the worst theory and you know obviously they definitely set up the the romance between Satine and Obi-Wan and there's this really great line in the Clone Wars where Obi-Wan I'm paraphrasing here but you know basically tells Satine like all you would have had to do is say the word, and I would have left the Jedi Order. No. Um, really well done. 
Uh, now, as far, I mean, look, is it a is it a fun theory to pass around in the old mind grapes? Sort of a what if or what what could the implications of that mean? Sure, sure, absolutely. But I do feel like if that was the case, we would know by now. We're well past the Clone Wars at this point. Because once Kenobi was one with the Force, it wouldn't make sense for him not to, you know, guide his child. Right. Assuming right. that once you become one with the Force, you become omnipotent. I mean, maybe there's stuff or, you don't know after. I mean, you know, there's there's no it saying. It definitely that, seems like you know what's up when you go. Yeah, and there's no saying that necessarily Corky, Corky Kenobi would have been Force-sensitive and... But I mean, the potential there for a Mandalorian with a Jedi pedigree? Are you kidding me? Yeah, I I get it. His name is uh, Tar Vizsla. He was the first Mandalorian uh, Jedi. He forged the Darksaber, my dude. And that's what I want to see. That's what I would like to see. That's the story I want to see. I think that would... I'm just saying, I think that would be cool as a sire of Kenobi, like... That would be interesting. Yeah, it would be. I just, I think we would know by now. I think that's true. That like you would think that would be on the scene. Like I think, I, I, oh, I, you mentioned Omega earlier in the book of Boba Fett. I think that's a no-brainer. I think Omega has to show up in either the Mandalorian or a book of Boba Fett. Has to. I mean, probably more likely in the Mandalorian, but it being Boba Fett's sister, I don't know. She got to show up, dude. I I think like a lot of things, it's a sort of a a win, not if, of us seeing Omega right. in live action. I I don't know when that would be. You know, uh, obviously, the live action stuff and the animated stuff is uh, way more tied in together than it's ever seemed to be at this point, right? Like. You have Bo-Katan. I mean, we don't have to to go over. Yeah, right. They're everywhere in this series. So I wouldn't be surprised. I just, I don't know. I like. Where else would you bring her in? You know, like. Those are the two that would make the most sense to me. She's Boba Fett's age. You know, she's going to age as Boba Fett ages. While while I don't really know what. you know, I don't have a great, uh, and none of us really do, have a great amount of information about what the Obi-Wan series is going to be about. We know Obi-Wan's in it. We know Darth Vader's in it. You know, we knew they threw around the whole rematch thing when they were talking about it during the investors call. I think it's only six episodes. I don't know that, like, this Mari moment of Obi-Wan the test says you are the father thing is going to be part of the story. I have a feeling it's going to be more about Obi-Wan, Anakin slash Vader, uh, coming up with a fucking hell of a good reason to get Obi-Wan off Tatooine. I mean, admittedly though, if you want to get his ass off of Tatooine, Telling him he's got a kid is 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 one of the ways to get his ass over that planet. Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of that idea. 
person. I'm not either. I'm just playing devil's advocate. And I don't even think that's going to be the case. Because that's a serious play. You know, like, that's a serious. Well, okay. So, all right. Because then again, you know, where is Kenobi's kid in in the sequel trilogy? Right. That's what I was about to say. Like, okay, let's get into the world of the hypothetical. Let's say that is some big reveal in the Obi-Wan series is that Obi-Wan has a kid. Then you just open the same fucking door of of like, okay, all right. Well, you know what? If you teleport him to wherever Ezra is, they can be there together. Okay, so that's what's going to happen. Obi-Wan's kid, Grogu, Ezra, Thrawn, uh, Luke, um... (laughs) Mary Jade. Mary Jade, the the still alive Mace Windu, Kiadi Mundi, all blowed up with holes in his body, but st- still still alive somehow. Um, they're all hanging out in the outer rim with space whales. The unknown regions. The unknown regions. Thank you. With space whales. Mm-hmm. They're and stuck. And then Ahsoka, Sabine, Rex, Captain America, Doctor Strange. <laughs> The question. Oh. Spawn. Mr. Manhattan. <laughs> Mr. Manhattan. Dr. Manhattan. Dr. Manhattan. Uh, Miss Universe 2009. Oh. Uh, Anna Armas, Not playing a character. Just playing herself. <laughs> just herself. Just herself. Amy Lee from Ez- Evanescence. They all show up in the Ahsoka <laughs> Amy series. Amy <laughs> They all show up. And bring me to life, man. <laughs> I'll show up, and oh. and that's what the Ahsoka series is about. They all they all get on a ship. They get on the Outrider with Dash Rendar, <laughs> and they go to the unknown regions, and they this find is like the Guardians of the Galaxy version of Star Wars. And they all they all go, and they show up, and they're like, "Oh, we gotta rescue Ezra," but they get there. And they just find Ezra, Grogu, Thrawn, Luke, Mara Jade, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Kia D. Mundi, uh, and Obi-Wan's son. They're just all living in a house together, chilling. Like Thrawn's flipping burgers. <laughs> Ezra's making all the sides, you know what I mean? A little potato salad, a little mac salad, you know? some Maybe some Mexican street corn. What do you, what is that stuff's delicious. You know what I mean? And they're just all hanging out. And, and Ahsoka, they all, like Ahsoka, Sabine, Rex, Amy Lee from Evanescence, Anna DeArmas, Captain America, The Question, Dr. Manhattan. Uh, who else did we say? <laughs> that whole group, Captain, does say Captain America? He weren't saying it twice. They all show. They're all, uh, what is it? They're all Gilligan's Island. They're all they're all marooned. They're oh, all Dash Rendar and the Outrider. They all you know. show up like guns blazing, ready to rescue Ezra and Grogu. Um, and they show up and they're like, "Oh, you guys are just hanging." <laughs> they have give them coconut drinks with the umbrellas. Yeah, and yeah. Welcome. We've been on like a twenty year vacation. And they just show up and they're like, "Uh, we thought you guys needed help," and they're just like, "Nah." We don't really want to be involved in galactic conflicts anymore. We always thought help would come and it never came, so we moved on. 
Shinji Akari from Evangelion shows up and they're like, get in the robot, Shinji. And he's like, I don't want to get in the robot. I don't want to be the next evolution of mankind. <sighs> and it's only one episode. People are like, weird. Everybody was so excited for this Ahsoka series. <laughs> right. And it just turned out to be one episode and they showed up and everybody was fine. And then, you know, a couple seasons later in the very last season of the Mandalorian or the Mandalore or Din Djarin's day out, whatever (laughs) the show is called at this point. It's the last, last episode, last season, everybody's backs against the wall. And then what starts playing? Wake me up. And then here comes the outrider and everybody's there, man. Luke, Mara Jade, Anna de Armas. Captain America, Dash Rendar, the whole crew. And, and then Din Djarin wakes up and tells the Foundress about the crazy dream that he just had. I would. <laughs> well, Newhart that shit. I would throw up the entire contents of my body. <laughs> he doesn't even have the best car arm or anything. Straight up oh, old. Straight up old. <laughs> Okay. You would not believe the dream I just had. Here is a voicemail from Jim. Good evening, gentlemen. This is, uh, I got a doozy for you. Uh-oh. All right, so imagine if the Bob Fett show, it goes on for, let's say, five seasons. Oh, okay, the first season, a lot of flashbacks, a lot of flashbacks. We get used to Boba in that old suit, smaller, you know, all that stuff. Then... That's mainly the first season, and then maybe a decked-out clone trooper shows up at the end of the first season. Second season, we find that we see the clone trooper uh, with decked-out armor, and it turns out it's Omega, growed up Omega in the Boba Fett show, season two. They uh, they are rivals, Boba Alpha and Omega. They're rivals in the beginning. About two seasons go by, they get closer, they have bouts, you know, they build a relationship. Season five, now brace yourself. Boba gets taken out, saving Omega's life. Oh, God. Okay? And then, as he lie there, he says to Omega, Our father was a Mandalorian. You need to take the armor. That's not happening. And uh, what if he hands it off and Omega takes over as Boba Fett and edits the armor to her style, but still keeps Boba's colors, I guess, keeps the man, keeps the armor in the family. What do you think? Well, how would you feel about that if Omega's the new alpha? All right, gentlemen. Take night to green. All right. The only only issue i have with this voicemail from jim is i don't think the book of boba fett is gonna go for five seasons that's exactly i was like my man if the book of boba fett went five seasons i would love that okay but i think this is it i think it's a one and done yeah look unfortunately i agree but i would love to be wrong but for the sake of my own you know me will i got a tender heart it's tender I can't I can't let my brain hope and dream for multiple seasons for it to only be one season. So I'm just going into this being like, 
I'm going to get probably eight episodes of dream come true type shit and just be happy with that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's the point. Now, if I get a second season, that'd be cool. Now, multiple seasons or not, if the story of Boba Fett... Because every character has to die some point, at some time, at some point. Yeah, yeah. My whole hope for Boba Fett is that whenever the character does die, they just give him a cool ending, right? <clears throat> That's right. what I want more than anything. You're gonna kill my my dude. Just give Don't him off a, him in a sarlacc pit. Yeah, give him a cool ending. And if that led to him passing the armor to Omega. That'd be That'd pretty be cool. Tight. That'd be pretty cut fucking cool with that, to be honest. To be honest, I'd be all right with that. Omega Fett. Can that you, sounds tight. I imagine that sounds like an awesome '90s Marvel comic. So you know, like Boba didn't keep the Django color scheme. No. Um, so I would imagine Omega wouldn't keep the Boba color scheme. So what if she did more of a Bad Batch color scheme inspired take? On the and you job. know, I I am assuming that she's an unaltered clone. I mean, because I I think they said that, but there's no guarantee. You know, I'm just assuming she ages at Boba Fett's rate, but she they may could have slowed her aging genetically. You know, in in their production of her. You know, uh, I don't know. You could cast her not quite as old as Boba Fett. You know, no, that's the thing. I don't think she's. I don't think her and Boba were produced at the same time i think boba is slightly older than her but i do think she's an unaltered clone so i do think she's a little bit younger i had just uh i knew that she was older than troop 99 and i i don't know why i just assumed she was older than all the rest of the clones you know but uh maybe she's just older than uh force 99 yeah yeah all right we got one email and then we'll call it a night Scrape together an episode somehow. Uh, this one's from Kyle. Hey, Halls and Will, question for you. Any chance we see Carbonite used in the Boba Fett series? Heard Carbonite makes a great dirty dick cleanser. Keep it clean, Kyle. Oh, I do, Kyle. So clean you could eat off of. Mm, mm. It's clean. We'll just leave it. <laughs> um, I don't know that we will see... Uh, carbonite used i don't know man din Djarin had in the ship carbonite he had it yeah now i'm glad you brought that up because i've been re-watching the mandalorian last week when that disney gallery thing came out i was just like damn i want to re-watch the mandalorian so i've been watching an episode a day a couple episodes a day here and there they only used that shit once in the very first episode well mm-hmm. that, that well he stopped being a bounty hunter you know that is Once true. The kid came along. That's he true. Was no longer a bounty hunter. He was a protector. Yeah, but you know that that portable carbonite freezing chamber thing it did not get a lot of use. I don't know. And if, that ship is gone. If anything, I could see it. Sure is. I could see um, uh, Han and Carbonite being along for the ride in one of the flashback scenes. Really? Like maybe one of the flashback scenes is... Because is... I remember you had said that in one media, it was not an easy journey. No. that's from Cloud City that's, to Jabba's Palace. That's going on in the War of the Bounty Hunters series that's going on right now. 
okay. in the comics is set between Empire and Jedi, and it's it's all about that. So they could have one of those flashbacks in there. <laughs> okay, here's excuse me. Here's my prediction. I'm just throwing out Book of Boba Fett predictions. Uh, if we do not see a de-aged or younger Han Solo in the Book of Boba Fett, we will see a Han in Carbonite appearance in the Book of Boba Fett. That's my that's my two things, and I'm sticking to them. Mm. That'd be cool. I'll probably be wrong. Most likely, I'll be wrong. Because he was in there for three years? No, How long was Han I, in Carbonite? I think there's only a year in between. Only there's, a year. There's three years in between A New Hope and Empire, and a year okay. in between... Empire and Jedi, I believe. So, Uh, but yeah, that'll do it for us this week, buddy. Thanks for recording with me, dude. Thanks for recording with me. I'm sorry it was so light on the news. Hey, we did all right. I mean, you and I always do it. We we gonna be all right, you and me. Blue harvest finds a way, baby. Um, guys, one more time. Help out our friend Emily. There's going to be a link in the show notes for her GoFundMe. You guys have heard her on the show a ton. She's part of our Patreon. She's the best. She could use our help right now. So A great friend of the show. Absolutely. Uh, go over there and uh, show her some love. Help out if you can. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. It helps us out a ton. Check out Stoned Cobra if you enjoy our theme song. They provided the music. You can find them on iTunes, Spotify, and at stonedcobra.bandcamp.com. And we'll see you guys next week. And if you like video games, because who doesn't? Oh, yeah. Check out my boy Hawes and Steve with High Potion. Yeah. I think we got a... So we, we had an episode this week people seem to dig, but I think the one that's coming out this Monday, pretty good, pretty funny. We'll see. Hell yeah. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Like I'm going to be wrong about Han showing up in the book of Boba Fett. You're not (laughs) usually wrong. Oh. You have a good track record. Oh, I don't know, buddy. I'd say. I mean, everybody's wrong at some point, but like. You you have the farsight. Better than I do. We'll see about all that, buddy. We only got about mm, three, three and a half months until. book of boba fett shows up and i'm wrong but it'll be a boba fett show and i'll be too happy to give a shit anyways guys oh that's not that's not too far from now uh all right guys we'll catch you next week this has been blue harvest i'm halls burkhart and i'm will wooden may the force be with you may the force be with all of you may the force be with us